Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Most famous murder trials in history. Let me see. That would be under M for murder. Here we are. The catalog number is 37X6. You'll find it on the last shelf over there, in the corner. Oh, uh, thank you. I'll find it. I pored over books on the art of murder and all its phases. I made criminology my passion and homicide my avocation. I read and reread countless volumes on the mistakes that had been made by murderers in the past. Only one thing was still unsettled in my mind, and that was the weapon. And on the day I discovered that, my quarry returned to England. Amiss? Yes, sir? I wish to renew this volume. Just one moment, sir. The use and effects of toxic poisons. Very well, sir. You can keep the book for another two weeks. Oh, thank you. Hello, Lavinia, this is Frank. Uh, I'm at the library, yeah. Oh, there was some information I needed. Yeah, I signed the lease to the house. Sir, You can move in this week. Your card. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, Lavinia. Thank you. Yeah. I settled everything with the agent, too. It's the house you wanted. (laughs) Number 17 Brighton Road. You you can see it this afternoon, if you like. Uh, Look, when you call the agent, just tell him you're Frank Pickett's wife. He was at an open-pay telephone. A big man with a rather handsome face. He must have been about 45. It was an incredible coincidence, and yet somehow I always knew it would happen. I'd been notified of our divorce almost five years before, and I'd received Lavinia's final note saying they intended to live in America for good. But I knew I'd get my chance. I was sure of it. And now Pickett had fallen right into my hands like an overripe plum. One week later, I appeared at 17 Brighton Road. It was a large house, ostentatious. He was evidently very rich. I watched the house from the outside for three full days, and late the fourth afternoon, my patience was rewarded. For the service door opened, and a housemaid stepped out, holding a poodle dog on a leash. I followed her across the street into a little park, where I saw her sit down on a bench and take out a cigarette. I say, uh, may I offer you a light? And who may you be? Um, Charles Brooks is my name. Never heard of you. But, uh, I've been watching you. You have? Uh, please, now, don't be alarmed. I, um, I live nearby, across the street. 
I've seen you come and go from the big brown house over there, and, uh, well, I've been anxious to know just who you are. You know, I, I think you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen, uh, Miss... Uh, you're a queer one, you are. Please, may I sit down? Have a seat, Mr. Brooks. My name's Eliza. She was stupid and vain, and she suited my plans to perfection. I was careful when I met her, knowing that Lavinia could recognize me. But within a week, I knew as much about Pickett's daily routine as he knew himself. And I was finding Eliza a very helpful, if innocent, accomplice. I can spend the rest of the afternoon with you, Charlie. The missus is going away. Is she? Well... She's taken two weeks in Paris to do some shopping. She's the lucky one, all right. Married to a man with a million quid. Some women are just born with a silver spoon. Um, when is uh, Mrs. Pickett leaving, Liza? She's gone already, and a good thing, too. There was an awful row inside the house this afternoon. The master gave Edward the sack. Edward? You mean Mr. Pickett's valet? Yes. He's been taking one nip too many from the master's liquor closet. I'm glad he's gone. I never Has re- uh, Mr. Pickett employed anyone yet to take his place, Eliza? Not that I know of. Then will you put in a good word for me? You? Yes, yes, I'd like the job. But you told me you were a clerk, not a gentleman's gentleman, Charlie. I can do both, Eliza. And besides, I'll be closer to you. Is that why you want the job, Charlie? Of course. Your sweet lovey. All right. I'll put in a word for you as soon as I go back. I'll tell Mr. Pickett you're my cousin. He likes me, I think. And it ought to clinch it for you, Charlie. You have no idea how much this means to me. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart. The next day, Eliza informed me that Pickett would grant me an interview. At last, I stood before him in his ornate drawing room. Face to face with the one man I despise most in all this world... My fingers itched to grasp his throat. And it was only with a desperate effort that I prevented myself from squeezing the life out of him then and there. Oh, yes. Your name Brooks? Uh, Yes, sir. Yes. Liza told me you were looking for a position as a valet. I am, sir. I've been a gentleman's gentleman for the past ten years. Mm -hmm. And I can say, sir, in all modesty that my references are more than satisfactory. Ah, or what are they? I have written references in my quarters, Mr. Pickett, from the Earl of Halstead, for whom I worked during the war. Oh, that's so. And before that time, I was employed by the Duke of Sandrews uh-huh. and the Marquis... Okay, of... well, that's all right. I'm convinced. What salary do you want, hmm? Uh, what salary do you offer, Mr. Pickett? Well, I'll give you $45... Um, that's 15 pounds a week. Is that all right? You're bored, of course. Uh, that is eminently satisfactory, Mr. Pickett. When shall I start, sir? Now. Now. He said it so casually. And yet, if he knew, he was like a man who was inaugurating his own last rites. I had two weeks before Lavinia was to return. Two weeks before I could be recognized. But I was certain that Mr. Frank Pickett, Esquire would never live to see the end of those two weeks. My plan was simple. 
In my years of research, I had discovered a toxic poison which was completely soluble in any liquid and it was also tasteless. Moreover, its effect was rapid. And in any medical examination that did not involve a complete post-mortem, the primary cause of death appeared to be acute heart failure. My only problem would be to get it into his food in some way. And there was always my stupid, ostrich-faced Eliza to unwittingly help me on that score. Evening, Eliza. Oh, it's you, Charlie. Um, is the master eating upstairs tonight? He's not feeling too well, and I'm taking this tray of food up to him. Now, out of my way, if you please. I'm in a hurry. Now, Eliza, that's not very nice. Isn't it? Well, why are you being so short with me? Why? You're asking why? After the way you've been treating me? Since you got this job, you've been avoiding me like the plague. And I've got me pride, I'll have you know. Now, put down that tray. I, I, I want to talk to you. The master's waiting. Eliza... Put it down. Well. Now then, look at me. I won't. Come along now. Turn that pretty face of yours and look into my eyes. Oh, Charlie. When you kiss me like that, Charlie, I could almost die. My dear, so could I. All right. Now, out of me way. The master's waiting for his dinner. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, bring it up to him, Eliza. And be careful with the tray. Don't drop it. It was while I kissed her that I managed to plant the poison, a soft white powder. And as I shook it over a small hamburger patty on one of the plates, I kept Eliza's mouth pressed to mine and her eyes averted. She returned about five minutes later, and her tray was empty. Everything all right, Eliza? How do you mean, Charlie? Is the master's appetite up to snuff? He's as hungry as an horse he is. And he was grumpy with me, too, because I brought up his tray a little late. But now I've got more time for you, Charlie. I suppose I help you with those dishes. Why, Charlie, how nice of you. It'll be just like... Just as if we were in our own home, won't it? Our own little love nest, so to speak. Uh, yes. I'll wash and you dry, Charlie. Right, huh? You know, Charlie, some people have more cheek, especially Americans. Oh, I'd say they're rather nice people on the whole, once you get to know them. Well, this one's as spoiled as they come, I can tell you that. Oh, why? Well, take that hamburger, for instance. Uh, the one you brought up to him tonight? Imagine him having that sent up, with the meat being so short he 